time I got to introduce this person, we were doing a show at the Cine Grill at Hotel Roosevelt. So please help me welcome Cleo. Hello, everybody. I feel like I should start singing. Hi, I'm Cleo, a compulsive overeater. It's really good to be here. Thank you so much. I agreed to be here a few weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, and uh, John called me and said, um, please remember that you're speaking on Saturday. And I said, oh, I remember. I have it on my calendar. You didn't need to call me. And uh, I totally forgot. <laughs> I totally forgot. And he called me and he said, um, yeah, I just want to make sure that you're okay. It is not like you, I just, you know, just let me know that you forgot. Just let me hear your voice. I want and I called and I was like, oh, it was that thing of I forgot, you know, I so badly want to be perfect. I want to be perfect. And I called him back and I said, I'm so sorry. Please let me make it up later. Please let me make it up. Like if somebody cancels it. It was so, God, it's so, when I think about it still, I gasp. I think to myself, I can't believe I did that. And it was on my calendar. I have a huge Staples calendar. It's like $2.50. My whole life is on that calendar. And it's huge because if it's not on that calendar, it doesn't happen. And when it's on that calendar, it's supposed to happen. So I apologize to this meeting for not showing up when I gave my commitment. Um, my sponsor and I are truly working on commitment. Um, so I'm grateful to be here. I say that to say I'm very grateful to be here. Um, I'm always willing to be of service. And thank you so much, John, for asking me to be of service. Uh, is there a timer? Do we time here? We just go by this? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and do like 30 minutes instead of like the whole thing, whereas I've already used a few minutes and I'm thinking, oof, I'm going to get going. Um, okay. I am uh, my first meeting. And this program was February 89. That was the first time I came to Hawaii. And it, it all started, you know, um, I'll go back a little bit before. I was crazy with food. Crazy, 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 crazy with food. And I loved food. You know, just last night we went to a restaurant and I was with someone. And she said, boy, if it wasn't for old times, I'd tell you to turn into this restaurant because I would get the food from here and I'd go over there and get the side order and then I would really go for it. And I said, oh, really? You only did two? I said, in my day, <laughs> I would. And I named all three restaurants. I would go to this one. I'd then get in the drive-thru and eat the food from the first one, order more food go to the third one, eat the food from the second one, and get more food, and then go home and eat from all three together and have some left over for that night. My top weight was about 340, 330 pounds. That's my top weight in this program. And, you know, growing up, we shared everything as far as food goes. We shared everything. And, and sometimes when we grew up, you know, there was just one uh, chicken for a family of seven mom and six kids. So we didn't just set the table and say, okay, we're having dinner. Everybody had designated food to have because there wasn't enough to just set the table. So coming from that, um, in my mind, I always wanted more. I just wanted more, you know. Um, and uh, many days I can remember we just wanted food and there wasn't any in the house, you know. And we'd say, and, and we didn't go without. I'm not saying we'd wake up and there was no food for 24 hours. No, that didn't happen. But it sure wasn't what we, you know, we could go in the cupboards and the fridge and just choose from what we wanted. You know, when I realized how, how just how much I grew up without was when I went away to college and a buddy of mine <coughs> 
I was running around with her, and her dad was a doctor, and her mom was a housewife, and she always complained. And in my mind, I thought, how could this housewife always complain? Because in my mind, I just thought the money was going to make it okay and make it better. And whenever her mom would grocery shopping, she would say to her daughter, who was my buddy, um, where's your list? Where's your list? What do you want from the grocery store? Where's your list? And I said, your mom lets you get whatever you want. She's like, yeah, what, what's the big deal? Like, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that her mom would get a list of whatever she wanted. I thought that was amazing. I thought that, that's when I really realized how we grew up with, like, no money. You know what I mean? Nothing. There was, honey, we got whatever she brought in the house. Okay? And whatever she brought in, my brothers would kill it in, like, less than three days. And, you know, I had a brother. He was one of those that, okay, you were going on a field trip the whole house. I'm the youngest. So, of course, I was striving the hardest and yelling the loudest and crying the biggest. You know, I'm that one. And if I was going on a field trip, everybody knew about it, right? So it was my field trip. I had my lunch set for the day. I was going on the field trip. And everybody knew about it. And lunch was packed. And when I would get up the next morning, my brother would have eaten my lunch for my field trip. It happened a lot. It happened a lot. You know, that was just what we had going on. We didn't have a lock on the bathroom door. That's just what we had going on. A lot of just no rules in certain areas, but too many rules in other areas. You know, why didn't we have a lock on the bathroom door? There was no privacy. There was no lock on any bedroom doors. just wasn't allowed. You know, many doors were open. What are you doing in here? You know, if you just wanted to be by yourself, wasn't allowed. It wasn't allowed. You were just trying to be mean and nasty. You know, that's where we come from. And a lot of dysfunction. You know, a lot, a lot of dysfunction. Um, my mom and my dad, they were never married, but they had kids. And my dad has two other sets of kids with two other women who were both his wives. And then my mom had another set of kids with her husband. So there's so many kids in my family, you know. Even though I grew up in the house, the youngest of six, I have sisters and brothers in my dad's house, and then I have sisters and brothers from his first wife who died. I mean, I have so many. I'm, I really have 11 sisters and brothers, you know, so many of us. And then people, you know, we have the same mom and dad. We have the same dad. We have the same mom. They're not related at all. You know, that's what my family is like. So it's a lot of, like, like really? A lot of confusion when it comes to family. A lot, you know. And, um... So that's what I come from, confusion and dysfunction. <laughs> and uh, I can remember when I got to college, um, I really, I, that's when I really started to kind of use his food. I was going out with this guy, and we always used coupons on campus to buy something and share it. You know, buy one, get one free. We would buy one, get one free. He'd get one sandwich, I'd get one sandwich, we'd share everything else. And one day he said to me, um, I'm going to eat them both. I'm going to buy one and get one free and eat them both. And I said, well, what am I going to do? Because I'm so used to sharing. That's what we did. And he said, eat them both. And from that moment on, I always ate them both. Like, it hadn't occurred to me to eat them both. It just hadn't. I was so busy doing drugs, I didn't know what else to do, you know? <laughs> Growing up, we got a lot of beatings, a lot, a lot of beatings. We were beaten and whipped. That's what happened in our house. Extension cords, ironing cords, belts, everything. Fan belt from the car. We got, my last beating was at 17, stick from a plunger. My brother held me down and my mom beat me. 
And that's when I ran away because I was about to go to college. And I said, I'm not taking no more of this. I'm not doing this. But a lot of beatings. Bad report card, you got beaten with an extension cord. If you talk back to somebody at school and that teacher called, you were beaten with an ironing cord. Cut that cord from the iron and you were beaten with it, you know. that That's how they did it. You know, my parents were from the South, so that's how they grew up and that's how they raised us. Um, and that's when I started to use food. And I thought, as soon as I got out of this house, I'm out of the dysfunction. I don't have to live like this anymore. I don't have to anymore. And the second I got to college, I started to abuse myself. The second I got out of the abuse, I started to abuse myself. It is still very difficult today to not abuse myself. And that's with food. That's with words. That's with anything that's not healthy. You know, my first mind is, oh, you should just have that. Oh, you should just eat that. Oh, you should have, oh, it's going to be extra to have the fruit. Oh, you should just. And whenever I say, oh, you should just, that's my disease. That's my disease talking. Oh, you should just, oh, you should just have, oh, if potatoes are included, but fruit is a dollar fifty extra. Oh, no. Okay, just, oh, you should just. <laughs> you know, that's the way my disease talks to me. It really does. And in my mind, now, in my mind, I've already said I'm not having the potatoes. I'm just not eating the potatoes. I'm done. But then when she says, oh, it's going to be extra to have the fruit, it's not like I don't have a dollar fifty today, you guys. I have a dollar fifty. I have it to pay. But my disease says, oh, you should just. They're really, they're really pulling your leg. You don't, you shouldn't have to pay a dollar fifty for that. <laughs> My disease says that. So I am still learning today to take care of myself with affirmations to love me. Now, if somebody else mistreats me on the street, I am very clear. That's not okay. That's not okay. But me and food, you know, I've been able to stop so many other things in my life. I used to drink alcohol. I used to smoke cigarettes. I quit. You know, I quit for. You know, I used to enjoy. This outside thing that has nothing to do with this. So I quit smoking cigarettes because cigarettes was not good for it. And um, I quit smoking. And um, then I, I, I was one of those I'd smoke every now and then. I just smoke every now and then. But, you know, it's always killing me. What can I do to kill me, you know? And I said, oh, that's fun. You know, I really enjoy smoking cigarettes. How is killing me? This is just my story, and it's not for anyone else. And, um... I then wanted to quit. I, I would smoke two or three times a year, and then I'd stop. You know, I'd start back. And then finally I started smoking again and couldn't quit. I couldn't quit smoking. I couldn't quit. I just, or should I say, I wouldn't quit smoking. I wouldn't quit smoking. And finally um, I prayed and meditated about it. And I went to my higher power and I asked for help. And I said, please, show me what I need to do. And my higher power said to me, it was so clear, when you quit drinking, you'll quit smoking. You never want to smoke until you drink alcohol. And I'm like, uh-uh, but wait a minute. I asked you about drinking. I asked you about smoking. I want to quit. So, you know, I start praying and meditating again on a daily basis because that wasn't the answer I wanted. You know what I'm saying? I'm that person. I don't want that answer, so I need to keep praying and meditating. Keep praying. answer was very clear. When you quit drinking alcohol, you won't want the cigarettes because it only comes when you drink alcohol. So I quit the alcohol. And I quit the cigarettes. I haven't wanted it either way. It's been four years for me over there. And I never. And I was like, oh, man, I go to so many great parties where they have, you know, champagne. And they have, you know, it's free. More than anything, it's free. You know, I love free, you guys. Free can get me into trouble, trouble, trouble. Free. It's free. And these are fabulous parties. Everybody's dressed. Everybody's got hair and makeup. Oh, it's fabulous. Like, you could have just seen somebody, like, yesterday. You see them at these parties, and you wouldn't know them. You know, because everybody's done. And then it's free. You know, alcohol and free. 
only time I miss it. You know, I have it at my house. We have parties all the time. I don't miss it. But let me go out to a party and I think, gosh, I wish I could um, have a glass of champagne. Just for today, I don't. But the food is the one thing in my life, you guys, that I am just now learning to say no matter what. No matter what. I haven't been willing to do that. I would just say, I can't get it. I can't get it. When am I going to get it? When am I going to get it? I want to get it. I've seen people come in this program before me, lose all their weight. I've seen people do everything they do. When am I going to get it? You know, there's no getting it. There's no it to get. What I've learned is I'm either going to be abstinent with the food no matter what or I'm not. And once I'm abstinent with the food, no matter what, the recovery is there. I have to stop harming myself with food and anything else before my higher power shows up. Because my higher power shows up, and then I'm not even available, you know, to receive the gifts because I'm drunk on food. You know, I, uh, my first meeting was February 89. And I, I was abstinent, and um, uh, I first, no, when I first got, came to program February 89 in New York, I wasn't willing to be abstinent. I heard everybody sitting and saying their whole story in the room and stuff like that, and I thought, this program is for white women who tell all their business in public. <laughs> That's what I thought. I said, honey, black people don't tell their business like this. No. I said, this program is, a, uh, uh, this is truly for white women who tell their business in public because we don't do that. Because you know what go on in my house, stay in this house. You know, when I grew up, what go on in this house, stay in this house. I've had so many beatings for saying something in public that was said at home that I didn't know I couldn't say. You know, um, I can remember one of the things, one of the beatings I got. I would go to my dad's house on the weekend and visit my other sisters and brothers over there and his wife. And one time I was at my dad's house and I said to he, he, my dad came home and he had cake and ice cream. And I said to his wife, oh, he brought cake and ice cream to our house Wednesday night too. And she told my dad, my dad told my mom, I had a beating of my life. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. It was like when my mom said, what did you say? And I'm thinking, when? She's like, what did you say? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. That was one of the things. So I knew the program wasn't for me. I left February 89. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Ended up coming back. I now have nine years of abstinence. I'm, I've taken off about 100 pounds, a little over 100 pounds. I've taken off in this program. And still, the reason why, as my old sponsor would say, I have not obtained and maintained a total healthy body weight is because I don't have the no matter what in my program. I still struggle with it on a daily basis, no matter what. Follow my food plan, commit to it, no matter what, and include my higher power every day. That's the only way I'm going to do it, no matter what. For me, it's difficult and everybody else is difficult because food is my drug of choice. But just for today, you know, I think, God, I've already taken over a little over 100 pounds. I've already taken it off. I've worked really hard. Most people don't have that much to work, take off already. You know, I've already done. Look how much I've already. I go right there. And that's not the issue. The issue is today, what did I commit to eating and what am I eating? That's the, that's the commitment. And am I willing to include my higher power throughout my day? Because, you know, if it's left to me, I'm going to bring me in. And when you bring me in, it's not good. I've got to bring in my higher power. The steps of this program 
is what's really changed my life and is continuing to change my life. We admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. When I first got here, I thought, if we're powerless over food, this is crazy. How are we going to do this? I had, even though I, I was born and raised in church, and I just didn't get that concept of being powerless over food. We're powerless over food. We admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. That was so hard for me to get, whereas today it is so freeing. You know, to hear that. Because I can't do it. If I could do it on my own, you guys, I would already be a size 2 with a stomach chain on, with really high heels, and a low, low, low cut top. And if anybody said anything to me, I would be throwing my hair so hard, I don't think I would be able to hear you. You know? And that's why I have to keep coming back to this program. I have to because my ego is huge. My ego is huge. And I think, you know, I think, oh, my higher power has helped me with my anger. My higher power has helped me get off, you know, the hundred and something pounds. My higher power has truly changed my life. And then when things happen, today I'm so different than I was, you guys. I'm so different. Like before, I wouldn't even speak up for myself in life. I just didn't. I didn't. When you come from beatings like that, you learn to shut up and sit down. That's what you do. And then when you get out on your own and so many people just like, walk over you and walk on you, you finally have to learn to speak up or you just pass out. You know, you pass out. You can't even get up for life. You're not willing to get out of bed and go face the day. It's not going to happen. So I learned to speak up for myself, and then that's where I became the angry one, you know. I became that one in the grocery store, that angry one, you know, at the post office. That No matter what you did, I was filled with rage because of it, that one. I became that one because for so many years I didn't speak up, you know. And I've learned that my higher power, I have to turn over everything, everything. So many times I think, okay, you know, I submitted something the other day to my sponsor, and I said I was going to have, I wasn't going to have it. And then I had, I committed like four things, and then I had one of them. And I told her, and um, she said to me, you've got to look up commitment. You've got to look it up. You've got to look up what commitment is and what it is. And we read it together over the phone. And she goes, you know, you just got to be willing to do it. If you commit it, you do it. And if you don't commit it, if you're not willing to do it, don't commit it. She goes, but this is the relationship we have to have, that if you commit it, you do it. And if you don't know if you can do it, you don't commit to it. She said, because this is where we are. My sponsor is, she's got 17 and, year, 17 and a half years of abstinence, and she is a no matter what doll, honey. She is a no matter what. She comes from huge numbers, and she is like a size five now. Huge numbers, because she lives by no matter what. She includes her higher power every day. She has me writing every single day. I write every day. I write. I do writing on just my feelings. I get the big book. I read a paragraph. I write on it. I read a paragraph. I write on it. She calls that step work. And I've worked the steps through before. I've worked the steps through before. And now I'm doing them with her. And we read a paragraph in the big book and we write on it. And that is the step work. And then I just simply write on what's going on. Um, And for me, that is hard for me. You guys, I will say to you, please, I don't know what to do with my life. I am hurting. Show me how to lose this weight. You will say to me, I do A, B, C, D, and E. And I will say to you, but I don't like that. I don't feel like doing that. I don't enjoy that. That is boring to me. Why do you have to do so much of that one? That's where I go. That's where I go. I want what you have, but I want to go around this way and get it. 
It's the self-will that is killing me. It's the self-will that will keep me where I am. It's the self-will. And then I know what I'm going to have. Just the other day I woke up and I said, I want the potatoes. I want potatoes for breakfast. Now, I, I don't eat potatoes anymore, you guys. That's one of the things I don't eat. I said, I want potatoes today. I'm driving down the street. I left a meeting, went to a 7.30 in the morning meeting, driving. I want potatoes. I want potatoes. And then I said, okay, higher power. I'm not having potatoes. I go to a restaurant where I know I can get my scramble and my fruit. I can go there and I can have that. Okay? I can have half of it or I can have the whole thing and the fruit. And I go, and then they want to charge me for the fruit. Now, to me, in my mind, I was there two weeks ago and they didn't charge me for that fruit. So I'm already angry, you know? I'm angry because I really want, and I've, had, I've many times been in a situation where I chose to have the potatoes, okay? Have it. Feel guilty about it, and I know exactly what I'm going to feel like when I finish those potatoes. The guilt and the shame, I know what that feels like. I know what that is. I don't need to go there. Why do I need to harm myself with food today? That is not okay. Like, I'm very clear about other people harming me, but when it comes to me and the food, I can be so okay with it here. That's why it's so important for me to make outreach calls. It is so okay to not let it live in my head. If it stays in my head, I'm in trouble. You know, it's important for me to have phone numbers in my cell phone that I can call and say, you know what, I'm just not going to have potatoes this morning. I just need to say that. Because when I go and I say, this is what I want, and they say, you know, it's going to be extra. In my mind, I'm already mad. I'm mad. I'm pissed that it's going to be extra for the fruit. But guess what? I'm worth it. I'm so worth it. I'm, recovery feels better than those potatoes because I've had those potatoes, and that's what got me to this room right now. I've had those potatoes that could get me up to 330, 340 pounds. So I've had that. Why not try the other today? The other thing I'm so grateful for about this program, for me the answer uh, is truly in the steps of the program and including my higher power in everything. That's the newest thing for me. The other thing is I'm so grateful that it's not like therapy. You know, when I go to therapy, I have to write a check every time I come. I have to write a check. This is awesome that we can come in here and we don't have to write a check. We can put like two or three bucks in the basket. That is awesome. That is so fabulous to just be able to pass that basket and get what we get in these rooms. I've got more in these rooms than I have in therapy. That's just my story. It's not for other people. What a gift. And then I can go to meetings all day long, you know, in, this, uh, in, in the vicinity where we live. I'm just really grateful. I'm still learning who I am. I'm still learning my self-will is not healthy. And I have to remember, when I commit to something, do it. Um, the other thing I'm grateful for is that today, just because people spew anger at me, I don't have to meet them, match their anger, and then top it. Because that's what I used to think. That's what I used to think. And just for today, I'm so grateful, you know, that I don't have to do that today. But it's because I'm including my higher power in everything. And, you know, sometimes when my sponsees call and they call with um, drama, I don't feel like taking their calls. I don't want to hear that because I think to myself, if you do what I suggest to you, you wouldn't have been in this uh, place in the first place. You wouldn't have even been here. If you had done what I suggested to you, you wouldn't even be calling me with all this drama. This is stupidness. Stupidness. Don't call me no more with this. Don't call me no more with this. That's what I feel like saying. But you know what? Thank God 
someone took my crazy call. Thank God I was willing to call there instead of go to a second restaurant or a third restaurant and continue to kill myself with food. My, I have so many people in my family who are, have high blood pressure, who are on medication, who have diabetes. Um, I have a cousin who died. She had the surgery to lose the weight, and she died. Um, I have people in my uh, family who died of um, diabetes. I know people who lost legs in my family. You know, I'm so grateful I am not on any of that medication, and I don't have any of those issues today. But what I have to learn to do is no matter what. That's what I've got to learn. And that's the way I'm going to get to my, as my old sponsor used to say, obtaining and maintaining a healthy body weight. For me, writing every day has changed my life because I don't walk around with all the craziness in my head and I get to call my sponsor and I get to be honest with her no matter what's going on in my life. And you know, it doesn't feel natural yet. It still doesn't feel natural because what I really want is my food to myself and I don't really want anybody in it. And when it comes to turning over my food, I don't really want you to know what I'm eating. It's mine. I don't want you in it. And I don't really care what you're eating. You know what I'm saying? Because basically, I want to keep my food to myself. It's just like when we go to restaurants, you know. And um, I used to love to share with everybody. Now, in program, I don't do that anymore because that's not healthy for me. Because when I'm thinking, all I need is more, more, more. How can I get more food? How can I get more food? And I used to want to share. I would ask everybody, can I share something with you? Can I share something? At a restaurant. I'd have like four people at the table, and I'm sharing something with you, you, and you, and you. That's what I did. For today, I won't share with other people because it's not okay because it's just about how can I get more food. It's not okay for me today. Uh, and I, I just basically want to keep people out of my food, but that's the disease, and that's why it's not okay for me to leave it all on its own. It's, okay, it's, it's really important for me to be of service in this program, and my higher power is an incredible, incredible spirit who guides me, and um, I write and uh, connect with my higher power, who's an older black woman, and she, I had a creator myself, and uh, I have a God, and I have a higher power. She's an older black woman, really old. I mean, really wrinkled. I mean, wrinkled, wrinkled, wrinkled. And her hands, the veins are just popping out. She's really wrinkled. And she has on a, a really long dress, um, pink dress, and she has a wand, and she has a, a crown, like a crown, a higher power. And she only speaks in black dialect, only. Like, she does not speak standard English. And she says to me, you know, days when I'm just having a tough, tough time, I, she says to me, now, come on, baby. You can do it, honey. I know you think you can't do it, but I know you can. And for me, my higher power holds me and wraps me, and she accepts me no matter what. And I never got that from the women in my family. And I've had to create that for me. And whenever I think of her, she brings me so much joy because she totally loves and accepts me. And that's what I'm trying to do, learn to love and accept me. And food is not going to help me do that. And compulsively eating is not going to help me do that. When I first heard people say they lost 100 pounds in this program, I didn't believe them. I thought they were lying. Because I thought if you could lose 100 pounds in this program, why would you need to come back? Why would you need, because for me, I thought it's a destination. If I can get to this point, I can then really eat whatever I want. <laughs> and that's basically what I wanted to do. I wanted to find out what was going on, get to this point, and then I could truly eat what I wanted. 
as much as I wanted, and it wouldn't show up on my body. <laughs> but I've learned here that it's one day at a time, and it's just for today. If I don't learn anything else, it's just for today. And for me, you know, some people say, you know, it's when I'm sad and when I pull the curtains and when I'm not answering the um, answering machine and I don't answer the telephone. For me, you know what? I don't need a reason. It could be a wedding, honey. Where is the cake? Where is the cake? And, and you know what? If there's too many people in the cake line, I don't need the cake. That ain't my thing. I'm going to go get seconds over here. I'm going to get thirds over here. I was a person when everybody at Thanksgiving were already on to the dessert. I was on to fourth fifth and sixth helpings of everything else. Because, I, you know, I just didn't want to wait for it. Bring it and bring it more. Just the other day I went to a restaurant with somebody and um, it's one of my eating buddies. And uh, I, I haven't been acting out with food with him. He didn't know me when I was an eating buddy, but I love to go with him and watch the amount of foods that he eats. And the waitress said to me, um, what are you having? And I ordered my soup and my salad and a small salad for lunch, which is a miracle. If I was going to get soup and salad, I wanted the biggest two you got, you know. And then I was afraid I wouldn't make it to the next meal anyway. But my buddy... He ordered his food, and she said, well, if you want this, this is what this is. But if you're hungry, this portion is much bigger. He said, give me that one. And I used to be that person. I always asked the waiter or waitress, which is the bigger between the two? And whichever the one they said was the biggest, that's what I always ordered. It didn't matter the taste. It didn't matter what it was. I wanted the biggest one. Even when I, um, the person who introduced me to... OA, we uh, worked together early on, and he said to me, um, once we went out for a meal, he said, are you going to have an appetizer? And I said, what's that? You know, I'm from the Midwest. I didn't know what an appetizer was. He said, it's kind of a meal before a meal. And I said, well, yeah, I'm going to have that. And from then on, I always had an appetizer. I would even have appetizers at lunch. You know, I had to work hard to get up to 330 40 pounds. I had to work hard to get up to that. You know, and taking off a little over 100 pounds um, is not because I've been so wonderful. It's not because I'm so, I, I got the answer, I'm hip, getting cool, and I got it. It's really because I've been willing to turn over my will to my higher power and to ask for help. You know, if, if people need something from me, I feel more comfortable with you than someone who needs nothing from me and who is totally self-sufficient. I don't know what that is, but I'm working on it, and I'm learning, like, how to deal with self-sufficient people. I think when they are self-sufficient, I think um, they think I'm chasing them and I'm after them. Why do I need to develop a friendship with them? You know, I don't want them to think I'm after them. But someone who's always got issues and who's never got enough and who's always needing something, I'm right there. Girl, how you doing? You know? And then I hear all this drama, and I'm just like, ah, I can't deal. I can't deal with that. I can't. You know, I'm learning today. I'm learning today. I don't have all the answers, but if I allow my higher power in, I can make healthy choices. You know, it's hard for me to choose healthy people. Healthy people to me are boring. They're very boring. They are. They're so boring. I think to myself, honey, she ain't got nothing going. She ain't got nothing going on. But people with all the drama, you know, I listen to it and I, I, I used to get excited. I remember I used to watch cops on a regular basis because of the drama. I loved it. When I first got asked in it, I would watch cops because the food was clean and I needed something, you know, going. And uh, I stopped watching it because I needed to cut out the drama of it. I needed to stop it. Um, 
And I'm learning that, you know, when it's down and things are mellow and things are slow, I don't need the drama. All I need to do is sit down and do my writing, because i got to do it anyway. Sit down and do the writing. Don't suggest anything to my sponsees that I haven't done yet, you know, just because I hear it in a meeting, you know, and learn to wait for the question. I don't need to help everybody in the world. If they need help from me, they'll ask me. And then if I'm not willing to do it, I can say no. But wait for the question. You know, I'm one of those people, I want to jump right in. I want to tell you what you should be doing, what you could be doing, what you ought to be doing, what somebody else did, and this is what I did. And, you know, just wait. Wait for the question, and then I can say yes or no. I can even talk it over with my sponsor. Hmm, there's an idea. And I'm, I'm a person, you guys, who totally has trouble with sponsors because myself will. I don't really want to be honest with you. You know, I ultimately am looking forward to the day that we break this relationship off. That's who I am. That's who I am. And for me, I have to learn that I'm going to follow direction just like everybody else. I've got to learn it or it's going to kill me. I've got to learn it. That's why I keep coming here, you guys. I get to show up. I get to be honest whether I like it or not. And boy, I can wake up with the I don't want to's. I can wake up with the I don't want to's. You know, I can just wake up, go to the kitchen, and the I don't want to's can start. You know, and it's that I don't want to meditate. I don't want to meditate. Now, all I have to do is set my timer on my cell phone for five minutes. And that's meditation and just listening to my higher power. That's it. I, granted, I prefer ten, but if I'm really, you know, I don't want to's, I can do it for five, and that's enough. The only wrong way to meditate is to not do it. So, five minutes, but boy, I can wake up some days salty, and it's usually about something wonderful happened in my life, or something didn't go the way I thought it should go. You know, and I ultimately want the world to do what I think is right. And what I'm learning is I don't have all the answers. I don't have the answers, period. Once I include my higher power is when I can make healthy decisions. Before that, I can't even do that. But thank God I'm closer to this sponsor than I've ever been to a sponsor in my life. She knows more about me than, uh, well, all my sponsors know more about me because I've always been honest with them. And I'm just grateful I have a place to come. I'm grateful I don't have to write a huge check every time I show up. I'm grateful we have meetings all day, every day in this area. I'm grateful I can be of service. I'm grateful the only way to hold on to what I have is to help somebody else to give it away. I'm grateful that I can come here and meet people that otherwise I wouldn't meet. You know, our paths wouldn't cross. I'm grateful that I get to come to this program and meet people all walks of life. I don't really care what other people do in program. You know, there are people who will say, oh, do you know Dr. Dave? He's in the meeting that we go to and all. You know, I, I'm careful to not repeat that kind of stuff to other people because I like the anonymity, you know. I like it that we can come here and all get program and not have to write a big check. And the people who can write the biggest check gets the best recovery. <laughs> I'm really grateful that that's not the case today, you know, because part of me really would like to put people in categories, you know. And thank God it's not that way. So I'm grateful that I get to show up, I get to be of service, and just for today, it gets to be no matter what. There's no excuse of why I don't follow my commitment and my food plan today. And it's very new for me. And another thing is, and this is the last thing I'll say, is that um, what I've found, too, is when the weight starts to come off. I was really, really sick a couple of years ago. I was sick for two years 
almost two years now, a year and a half ago, two years I was really, really sick and I put on 40 pounds with this medication that my doctor had put me on, these steroids, and I just really blew up and I was able to get that weight off again. And I'm grateful for that. But what I've learned is that um, when I um, come here to these meetings, that I just get to be honest and I get to know that I don't have, wow, I lost my train of thought. But I don't have the answer. There was something else I was going to say about being sick and coming to, to meetings. But um, it must mean I'm not 21. Something about losing weight. That, and when I lose the weight, let me think. Hmm. Hmm. When I lose the weight. Something about it. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, I do get to show up. I get to be honest. And no, oh, when people say to me, thank you, when people say to me, uh, there used to be a time when I would take off the weight, and if someone said to me, wow, you're looking really good, it made me uncomfortable. And if people didn't say anything, it pissed me off. <laughs> so, it's, you know, I'm that compulsive overeater. It just depends on what day it is, you know? If you say something, it bugs me. And if you don't say something, it bugs me, you know? And the deal is, I just get to show up and take it to my higher power and go write about it. Go write about it. That's what i got to do anyway, write about it. Follow my food plan no matter what. There's no reason to not turn over my food. I think it's late. I'm not going to email it to her. I'm not going to call her with it. I'll do it later. You know, that's not okay. It's not okay. The second I think of it, do it. The hardest thing I'm having right now is calling her every day. I think I should be able to call five days a week. Now, she's my sponsor, and I want to tell her what I think I should be doing. I am a compulsive overeater, and I'm willing to keep trying and keep trying, but there's no magic to it. It's just about just for today. Thank you guys so much for letting me be a show. Okay. Now we have questions for, um, we did all that. If we have any questions, I promise not to lie. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. You were wonderful. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, what's your abstinence today? My abstinence. I love that. Abstinence is what I uh, don't eat. Food plan is what I eat. I know a lot of people um, have it differently, but this is what I do. But abstinence is what I don't eat. So for me, I don't eat between meals, and I can have two snacks. I never have two snacks. For me, it's one snack. Three meals a day. And one snack is what I normally do. And only for me, fruit snacks work. You know, I'm from that school. Oh, it was a small orange. I can now have two. I can have one piece of fruit. You know, I don't eat beef. I don't eat pork because I'm not willing to have four ounces of it. So it's just easier for me to not eat it. I don't eat um, dairy today. I don't eat deep fried foods today. And I don't eat bread Table bread and chips that they come and bring to the table is deadly. There's no such thing as a healthy amount of chips and salsa for me. I can't start. So no chips, no salsa, no bread, no table bread, no sandwich at the bread. I, there's never enough uh, for me. No dairy, no bread, um, deep fried beef and pork. That's what I keep away from. That's my food. But three meals a day, weighed and measured, and I'm very vulnerable because I'm willing to be there today. So that's my abstinence and 
anything else in there. What's the, when you said the bringing and writing is the nicest tool that's your least uh, favorite tool? My least favorite tool? Probably my food plan. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just want to eat what I want to eat when I want it. I want what I want when I want it. And you know what? I hate a food plan. I hate it. I do. But it, you know what? It brings me the most recovery. It brings me the most recovery. But isn't that ironic? The thing that brings me the most recovery is the one that I hate. It lets you know where I am. And this is after nine years of abstinence and taking off over 100 pounds, like 107 pounds. You know? But that's the one I hate the most. Thank you for your share. I was just wondering um, how or if you were able to move on to the past of your family and what you went through and if you have relationships with them or if you just moved on. Oh, God. I love my family. They are amazing. I go home like three or four times a year. My mother and I have an incredible relationship. Incredible. For many years, um, we were kind of estranged, but I never ever stopped talking to her. And I treat them like I do people in traffic who cut me off. You know, like when people <laughs> cut me off in traffic, and somebody in program said to me, well, if you let them over, they won't cut you off. And I thought to myself, shut up. You know? <laughs> I have an incredible relationship with my family. Incredible. They were doing the best they could with what they had. My mother was 27 years old with seven children. Her husband took off. 27 years old with seven children back in the 60s and 70s in this country. It was not a great time to have uh, six, seven kids by yourself, you know, and a black woman in this country. They did what they could with what they had, you know, and it's about not judging them for the past. For me, I had to let it go in order to heal and grow. Before I let it go, all I did was held it against them. Held it, I mean, I could tell you stories and you say, you still talk to your, really? Really? And it's like, you know what? That's what they had. We can't do better until we know better, you know? We can't. We can't do it. It's just like, why am I not a size 2? I've been in programs since 89. I would leave and come back, leave a year, come back, leave two years, come back. And all I did was gain, leave, go gain weight and come back. That's what I did. I leave, gain weight, come back. I mean, please, two weeks ago I was thinking, I'm tired of weight. I'm tired of this. I don't want to keep going to meetings all my life. This is stupid. I got it. If I ain't got it all this time, I ain't going to get it. This is stupid. I'm, I'm going to take a break. Every time I leave away, I gain weight every single time. So we can't do better until we know better. I um, I am the only person going to, well, my, I have another brother who's a 12-stepper. So for me, I love them because that's their best. And I've been able to forgive them. Thank God people have forgiven me. You know, I, I used to work at a McDonald's. I used to steal money from the register when I was in college. I didn't have any. I used to steal money so that I could buy uh, drugs and beer and eat. And I did. But I made amends to that McDonald's. I wrote a check. Yeah, pretty nice check. Big check to McDonald's. Thank God they forgave me. Thank God they didn't press charges on me. I get to do the same for other people, and some of those people are in my family. You know, I have a brother who is in recovery today, and um, he's been in recovery for a long time, and he's never worked one step. And he has to borrow money, and I gave it to him, and it's a big sum. But I thought, well, he's in recovery. You know, he's in recovery. 
he's been working his program, and he hasn't paid me one dime. And I'm angry. I want to act out. I want to tell everybody in the family. I want to tell everybody in the family because he had no right. And you know what? I have to look at my part. My part. My part is I loaned somebody money who hadn't worked one step. Okay. I get to look at that. So I don't get to judge everybody so harshly. I can look at my part in it. Yes, I was a child, and yes, I was just put in that family. But, you know. That's what I get to do today. And forgive. Forgive is huge. Forgiving is huge. It brought me the most recovery, too, in forgiving people, letting it go. But, boy, I've written on it for years before I was able to let it go. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.